1: They say one is the loneliest number, but I think it's Pi. No one even knows its full name.
3: I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose I've got the leprosy of the heart valve Exacerbating my incredible woes I want to take my brain out And blast with the wave An ultrasonic echographic and a pulsitating shave I want a magic pill for all my ailments The health equivalent of Citizen Kane And if I don't get it now in the tablet I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane I want a requiem for my disease so I'm Beijing, Dr. Steve Dr. Steve no Take a
4: from the world famous Cardiff Electrics. <laughs> a, screw it up every time. Network Studios. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred with the wacko alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott.
5: Hey, Dr. Steve.
4: This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you have a question, you're embarrassed to take your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 3-4 seven seven six six four three two three that's three four seven Bluehead. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine or at Dr. WM. Visit our website at DrSteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything you hear with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor. Nurse practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. All right. Please don't forget stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com for all your shopping needs on the holidays. That's stuff.drsteve.com. You can scroll down and see cool things that we've put on there, uh, including the Flatus Flute, which is now back on sale. So go to or you can just go to flatusflute.com for that. We have nothing to do with that. It's just hilarious. Uh so stuff dot dot com, flatusflute.com. If you want some stocking stuffers, go to tweakedaudio.com. That's T W E A K E D Audio.com. Offer code Fluid F L U I D will get you thirty-three percent off your earbuds of choice. And uh that's like buying three for the price of two. It's pretty cool. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simply dot net. And don't forget our Patreon. Um I'm doing uh, Patreon with Tacy, we've got a bunch of old classic stuff on there that you can't find anywhere else. Pre Doctor Scott stuff, uh, the ass crack challenge where we demonstrated how when you <laughs> so stupid when you uh, get your ass crack waxed that when you pass gas it sounds different because mm. you're you're it's like a clap with two hands rather than a. A flutter with you know that's gloves you on.
5: Af, that's why you have
4: ass hairs to mute yeah. parts. I mean that's the only reason. Right. You have so it sounded totally different. It was cool. So <laughs> and I demonstrated that. And then, <laughs> uh, and then what? Tacey and I are doing Patreon exclusive shows. And we're going to do some when we get up to a certain number of subscribers. We'll do a live Q and A. We'll do some other things. There's different tiers, all kinds of stuff. So check it out. Patreon dot com slash weird medicine. I even. Uh, made new music for it, Dr. Scott. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so it's based on the theme that Sherwin Sleeves wrote, because I would never disrespect him, mm-hmm. but it's an uh, electronic dance music for Oh, God. <laughs> oh.
6: <laughs> should I play it
4: for you guys? I think probably I should. Uh, let me see if I can get it here. I d- hadn't planned on it. You know, I just talk about this stupid shit and then think, oh, God, I wish I had thought of this earlier. Well, where is it, Pete? Pa- L M N O P. Okay, it's dummy. All right, uh, this is this is one of them. And then, I, I did something else that was sort of cool too. I think it was cool anyway. Well. <laughs> but we only we just talk over that yeah now i did something that was sort of fun i saw a video of a guy who took a classical piece of music and went on this website fiverr have you heard of it f-i-v-e-r-r and you can just hire people to do stuff i think it was called that because in originally everything was five bucks Okay. And now things are just whatever price they are. (laughs) Okay. But there's electronic music producers out there that will take whatever music you have and make an EDM version or produce it differently for you. So I got on there, and I got three different people making a new theme song based on the original Sherwin Sherwin Sleeves theme song. Okay. Which, if you want to hear the whole thing, most people have not heard the second verse— Go to drsteve.com, just put in theme song, and it's about the third thing down. All right. Don't forget to check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. That's simplyherbals.net. And you've got something new that you're doing. Are you ready to talk about it yet or no? Nope. Nope? Okay. No,
5: it's coming. It's okay. coming. Yeah, that... You're going to sell it on there? Um, <coughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a whole different deal. But, yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to sharing when it's time. It's a little premature. A little premature. We'll get to it, though.
4: Yeah, it's like a big deal. Huge deal. Huge yeah, deal. Okay.
5: All right. Yeah, huge deal. Well, so, yeah, right. looking, looking forward to sharing some, some new stuff instead of always having <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> Showing my ingenuity and my my forward thinking, Dr. Steve. Yeah, well, shit on you for
4: not sharing with us, but that's okay. <laughs> it, it's, um, I know what it is, and it'll be worth the wait. Yeah, it'll be cool. All right, cool. Well, you got some stories you wanted to bring us? Yeah,
5: you know, I got a couple, actually, a, a couple good stories. Okay. Um, one of which was talking about uh, the... Uh, the um, COVID-19 vaccination and using it as something that I do every single day, which is the old ancient Chinese form of cupping. Oh, I read
4: this. This is very interesting. Yes. Yeah. So give us
5: a synopsis yeah. of the little story. synopsis real quickly at, at Rutgers School of Engineering. They were showing that um, with the COVID vaccination and if you use the ancient form of Chinese cupping, that it increases the uh, the strength and really the efficacy of, of the um
4: the shots by up to a hundred times. Okay, so tell people what the fuck cupping is, because they don't know what the shit you're talking about. Yeah, cupping. So I had cub- to get both of the forbidden words in at once. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm in a mood today. Hey, have I we had? Been kick- have uh, we been kicked off YouTube yet? I had. Inv- well, they won't kick us off for that. <laughs> They'll kick us off if we espouse certain political views. <laughs> um, I <clears throat> got Invisalign put in today, and so I'm in a shitty mood because my. Uh, My teeth hurt. But after October, I'm thinking of doing some TV, and I can't talk about that either. What? But I can't do it with my teeth being all crooked on the bottom like that. No, no. Because my... Mom, I almost said my stupid mom. That would be disrespectful. <laughs> well, my mom wouldn't get me braces when my when my um, uh, wisdom teeth came in, and they just oh, all my teeth got mushed together. So you're going to have this funky lisp until you finish with your invisible.
5: Do I have a lisp?
4: Just a little thing, Yeah, I can tell you're.
5: Well, you're, I can
4: tell by just the. It's because I bit my lips so oh, many it? times. It's all swollen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what it is is they uh, the Invisalign. They put these anchors on your teeth. Ugh. And then that's what the thing hangs to, so oh. it's really, um, it's it's a lot. I think I don't know. And maybe the people that sell those ones where you just buy the home kit. Yeah, that's <clears and throat> that's what I was envisioning. No, me too. I just okay. thought it was things that you just, just slip on like a mouth guard kind of. No, they they snap on oh, onto geez. these anchors, and uh, those anchors I just keep biting my the inside of my lip with them, and they said that'll go away or you'll get used to it after a while just like a kid with braces mm-hmm. but um you know i'm 66 why I, I mean i felt like the most vain old asshole you know, going in to get my t- teeth straightened. But when I do cameos <laughs> for people, right on. I um, I, all I can do is see this tooth. It looks like it's missing because it's just, re- you know, it's mushed out of the way. And I don't like it. I look like an old, some old coot, <laughs> toothless old, <laughs> toothless old country. An old, hillbilly, old yeah. hillbilly doctor there. Well, he never did have to brush his teeth. <laughs> so
5: anyway.
6: Just didn't
4: have the, war, the, war, the whereabouts, nope. the whereothals. Nope. Uh-huh. So anyway, so yeah, that's so the lisp is coming from me trying to move my lip out of the way yeah. of these anchors. Yeah, because you're making a weird motion with your lips right Am now. Am I? Which, yeah,
5: which I could, I could just tell Cindy. That's to. That's like, funny. I should just put the fucking things back in. Yeah. I took them out for this. Oh, hell fire. Well, that's yeah. even worse. Yeah, I should put them back on. But you're doing that without them in. Right. Oh, damn. That's well, because it's
4: the anchors. Yeah, 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 but I didn't know that. That's that's. They feel like little yeah. bony prominences Ugh. on the outside of my teeth. Ugh. Certain, only certain teeth. But yes. it, it's only it. Look, it's thirty weeks, and then I'll be done. Wow, you know, it's none of this two, three year crap like they used to do. Right on, and having to go in and, 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 and tighten the wires yeah. and and all. And then I'll have other... them whitened, and then I'll look like because I I look at people on TV with these teeth of theirs, and I'm like, God, I yeah. you know I'm I look like a rube. <laughs> If you don't have perfectly straight white teeth on TV, you look like a maniac. Yeah, you look like something's wrong with you. Yeah, you look like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> you're no Steve you're Buscemi. Just looking, <laughs> no, because he's so awesome, he can get away with it. Yeah, he is. He's cool. But anyway, he's got he's got some skills for sure. All right. Well, okay. anyway, sorry. pretty cool. Sorry, but that's why. That's no, why.
5: it's all good. Okay, tell us the story. Yeah, but they were talking. So, we, so suction is, we use suction cups. It's the exact opposite of massage. Think about a massager mashing and kneading and pushing. Yes, and and the the cupping is exactly the opposite. We're sucking the skin and the muscle and the fascia up, increasing blood flow and taking some of the
4: stress off of the off, especially bony attachments. So, so what I I love to I do remember like you a, first explained yeah. it to me. It's the only modality. It's just like sometimes you just want to get your hands under your yes. skin and then lift it up and and take yeah you know, just take it just take the tension off of those
5: bones. Yeah use them I, I use that's them on is, This shoulders. does that. that. that's exactly what this does. It it takes the tension off of those muscles and, and it feels pretty good. Um uh, there, there are two ways, the old Chinese, the old classic way that I was trained, we use cups, it can be glass, it can be bamboo, anything that'll hold a vacuum. You put literally a drop or two of alcohol in the bottom of it and then light with Yeah, seriously, yeah, literally. So I'll light a, a, an old cotton a whole a cotton ball full of alcohol, stick it in and it lights a little bit of alcohol and creates a little bit of an explosion, and of course that creates. <laughs> oh, ne- that sounds well, great. No, but I'm just telling you that's why that's why I don't do this very often. The the the, the old form, um, but then when it, with that vacuum you flip it over and put it on the skin and it pulls up and creates a. Okay, the so yeah.
4: what you do is you heat up the air in there. Yep. And then when it cools down, it de- because hot air has more volume mm-hmm. than cold air, and since the cup itself. Can't change shape. No, nope. the when the hot air cools down, it creates a, 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 a decreased pressure. Not really a vacuum. Okay, yeah, right, decrease, right, yeah right, vacuum it's, like, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's vacuum. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's, right.
5: a, it's a it's a decrease in pr- pressure, and it sucks in. the it sucks it, sucks it, it in. Skin in. Okay. The skin up in. The, so what's in the, the other way to do it? You just hook a, a, a vacuum yeah, thing the, up yeah, to the, a port. The, the, the way the way I do it. They're plastic cups, mm-hmm. and you have a little plastic suction that you that you put the in this way. You can and there's no to pour port on it. it, yeah, and it's and it's much safer. There's no risk of fires and burning people, yeah. Because you know a number of times I've had it done the old school way, and if you if you miss getting the suction just right a couple times, then the, the rim of that glass or whatever gets hot, yeah, sure. So so I don't like doing it that way. Um, the whole explosion, the whole explosion thing's no good, yeah. Right. You know I like to do it to show off, but you know like a magic trick. Or like doing a flambe, looking like a flambe at the table. Exactly. You turn out the lights. Just a little too risky for me. Nobody wants to see that. No, 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 no. But the but the but probably the way they did it, the way I do it, it is with just a really simple plastic, and it's a little trigger mechanism you put on 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 the port there, and you suck the air out of it, and that way you can put it exactly where you want it. Right. So you know if you if you come in, you let's say you had a total a total hip replacement, okay, and you've got a surgical scar on that hip, and the scars it's scarred down. I would put some coconut oil over that and just mm. do this cupping up and down along the scar line. Okay. And it pulls, pulls that fascia, and it really does work pretty well. Hmm. So, but I will tell you... the well, You told me
4: before about, like, getting adhesions. Yep. And there's no other way to do it. No you, other way. With massage, you really... You're just mushing them down but with this yeah. you're lifting it up. So well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. So tell us uh, how does this have anything to do with the vaccine?
5: Well, that was I was intrigued but but what they're saying is by by using the cupping over the over the the, the injection site oh. it increases the the blood flow to this area and increases the response. And and I will tell you in in a in a kind of a parallel Universe here, um, what we found is is a lot of my 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 buddies and they're your friends mm-hmm. as well that do that do um, injections into joints, especially yeah, yeah. especially like PRP or stem cell. There's actually increased efficacy with stem cell and PRP injections if you use either acupuncture immediately after injection or the cupping because of the same exact thing. So it's kind of cool that they came up with this study. Yeah, yep. Just increases it increases blood flow, um, and and helps. Really ease the ease the, ease the um, what well, makes sense the stress of the body. Okay, Yep. So All it's right, kinda cool. I'll
4: buy it. Kind of cool. So some damn I I think and I it's a real science, that. big boy. Yeah,
5: real science. So, I like. So real not science.
4: everything Doctor Scott does is complete horseshit. Is what or, he's saying,
5: or maybe horseshit. But at least we have some
4: science to prove it's yeah, yeah.
5: horseshit. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
6: so
5: that's yeah, a good that's thing. Cool.
4: So so what did they find in this that it? How did how did they measure their outcome? So they give the person the injection, mm-hmm. and then they did the cupping over it, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like massaging something, but you're you, with the negative pressure, you will increase blood flow, just like a penis pump. If people think this yes, is crazy, exactly. that's how a penis pump works. The same, exact same you thing. You put the old schlong in the thing, and you evacuate this, not all of the air. That would be crazy, because then your penis would explode. <clears throat> but enough <laughs> to draw blood into the penis. <laughs> Then you slip a cock ring over it, and remember, and it will go.
5: only become so large. Yeah, that's right. Regardless of how hard, yeah, that's you, right. There is a limit how hard you how, how hard you pull on it. But you know, evidently after <laughs> after an injection, after any kind of injection, if 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 the blood flow is not there, some of yeah. the, some, some some of some of this can actually get trapped, and it actually breaks down and degrades pretty quickly in an area. But if you'll get it um, circulating into the bloodstream quicker, that you have less of that breakdown. Yeah, that's my understanding. So, okay, so of course so, this is a first of its studies. It's brand new, and it was it was in a rat, uh, you know, on rats. So it's, they've got a long way to go. Okay. Oh, it was a rat study. Yeah. Hey, but it's hey, no. hey,
4: you got to start somewhere. You
5: got to start somewhere.
4: Now let's see. I'm just trying to see what they what they used as an primary kind of an end, point. end point. Yeah. yeah
5: i didn't see i did not see a primary endpoint, end but okay. i have read about something said
4: first the vaccine is injected into the skin then the suction machine which has a six millimeter orifice applied at the injection site for 30 seconds isn't painful leaves no mark and it showed that oh okay well you said this it showed this suction boosted the amount of antibodies made by a hundred fold mm-hmm. hundred times yep. holy okay that's now, huge that's i didn't huge. I didn't get that outcome measure. Oh yeah, no, but I said that. I I, I swear. Yeah, to you said. I know. I think yeah. you did. I think you did.
5: Jesus, that's a huge. That's a huge number. That's a huge number. Well, yeah,
4: it is. Yeah, if you think about it. Holy effing s. Yes. Okay. Kinda, yeah. Cool. All kinda, right. Kind of cool. So. Um. You know what they'll do is they'll just they won't send people to you though. No, nope. they'll but, just nope. they'll make a device. Yep. And here here's your your. You know, post injection suction device, suction <laughs> and poor Doctor Scott, who for four thousand years have been promoting cupping, right. and it finally is shown to do something real. They're just going to take it from you. And I've got, you know, I'll be standing <laughs> on the street corner because you can't sucking pat- all by myself. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, <laughs> he will for five bucks a throw. <laughs> uh, wow, that's really interesting. Okay, good job. That's pretty cool. Good job. That's what, great. What else you got? Yeah. <laughs> Well,
5: you want to you want to you want to stay on something kind of interesting. Just yeah, to, just that to, would be good. Uh, We're here to entertain. Well, so. the well, uh, well, let's do this one. Um, I found this the other day. Uh, okay. an, an Italian doctor, they call him. He's an Italian gynecologist. Mm. A guy, a gynecologist, allegedly yeah. offered to um, have sex with some of his patients to help them be cured of a virus. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay.
5: Now okay. I want to know wh- I want to know where the where the research on this is.
3: <laughs> okay,
5: so tell us the story. So he so he's 60 years old. Nice. And, and he and he goes by the name Dr. Magic Flute. What? Dr. Magic Flute and he was uncovered <laughs> what? Cause is he even a doctor? A fraud, he's a physician and he's a gynecologist. Fraudulent, fraudulently um, offering, allegedly, uh, allegedly offering to have sex with with, with female patients to cure her. This is this is this, is, this is the beauty of this to cure her of her cancer causing virus. Oh, so so um, I guess she had had a pap. Oh my God! Had, this and, poor and woman had,
4: has cancer. Yeah,
5: and he's trying to have sex. With oh her. no no no! She doesn't have cancer. I guess she's got HPV. And and had a pap, and he said if she would have sex with him, it would cure the virus, so oh. she wouldn't get cancer. So that's even better. Oh yeah. Well, there you go. Well, he can't say that he didn't. Well, at least he's trying. <laughs> Bless it. Oh my God. And uh, <clears throat> allegedly, this is not the first person, and that's why they they set up a sting for him. And um. <laughs> so um. Yeah, you know. You never you never know what's going to work. They
4: set up a sting for him? Yeah, and this this one gal who was... was so she comes in and says, uh, I've the, got HPV, HPV well, and can you do anything? Yes, and he was so kind to offer... Um, offer yeah, him his penis? His penis, yeah, Dr. Magic Fluke. I was, Tacey and I talked about this sometime, and we're going to probably talk about it on the next Patreon show, that uh, when she's feeling rotten, you know, if she feels crummy, mm-hmm. you know... I just, out of altruism, offer, you know, to uh, give her an orgasm. Yeah, because you're nice. Because she always feels better afterward. Right, right. But then she gets mad. Yeah. And I'm just trying to help. Because she thinks you're doing it for your own personal gratification. Of course, gratification. of course I'm not. And you're just trying to help. That's right. Because you're a good old Dr. C. I I would just do it without ha- having any gratification at all. That's right, because that's how you roll. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll be talking about that on the Patreon. Uh huh. All right. I'll have to I'll have to show for that one. I had one. Uh, cancer deaths in the U.S. fell seventy or twenty seven percent over the last fifty years. It's not bad. No, not bad though. No. Fewer people die from cancer in the United States thanks to improved diagnosis and treatment, better understanding of prevention. That why well, isn't that the case? Yeah. And we're going to have a significant reduction. In uh, cervical cancer deaths, as the women who had the Gardasil vaccine grow up and don't get HPV type 16. Right. And we're starting to see that there are fewer abnormal pap smears. And, and in the next 10, 20 years, we'll see that there will be a decrease in diagnosis of of cervical cancer and deaths from cervical cancer. So prevention is the key. Mm-hmm. Said that it's true in stupid covid you know, preventing it, not getting it is the best way to not die from it. And then if you do get it, uh, taking something to prevent you from getting into trouble is the next best thing. Yep. And uh, we now finally have some of those things. The, You know, the Merck drug um, and the Pfizer drugs, we can argue about which one's going to be better. And the data is still uh, hitting it. You know, the Molnupiravir was a little bit of a... Uh, I'm not going to use the Baba Booey term with, that he used with the, um, with the with the iPad when he said the iPad was a bit of a misstep. Oops. Oops. But uh, I don't think it's a bit of a misstep, but it's not as effic- effective as we thought. But the other drug looks like it's about 80% effective at keeping people out of the hospital. So between that, early IV remdesivir, and early um, uh, monoclonal antibody treatments, Hopefully, this damn thing will be able to put a stop to it. Now, uh, just real quick about the Omicron variant. Right now, on Wednesday, December eighth of twenty twenty one, it's uh, looking like it took on some DNA of the common cold, which, of course, coronaviruses participate in. Common colds so there's not a single common cold virus. Mm. So I wanna see what they found when they keep saying that because what that just tells me is it's uh, it's doing what we said uh, the virus would likely do would be to mutate into a less um potent less deadly yeah. phase, but maybe more contagious. Okay. Common colds and contagious as shit. Yeah, buddy. That's why there's a thing called cold season. <laughs> you know? So uh, I think that I am hoping between the early treatment and obviously vaccination and what we've learned about preventing people from getting to severe disease that within the next three to four months we're going to see some real inroads into putting an end to this bullshit. Yeah, I think so. And Doctor Steve, is, do you, is it is it possible that is it is
5: the is um, the virus mutates? It could vir- it mutate to a much less dangerous yeah yeah and it, I mean it doesn't have to get worse it can get no that's right yeah it, that's what I thought it's yep. m-
4: likely to uh, mutate to a variety that's that's very contagious but doesn't kill the host because yeah, kind of that's around. the best thing the yeah. perfect virus would be very contagious and not do anything to the host so the host doesn't do anything to prevent it yep yep and just let it p- multiply to no end to no end whatsoever we had mm. a Call about this As a matter of fact. Let me go ahead and get the uh, yeah. one thing. Don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. Somebody, oh, yeah, this guy. I think this is what exactly what he's calling about. Let's see here.
6: Uh-oh. Hey, Dr. Steve John from Chicago here. Hey, John. Uh, question for you guys. Uh, oh, by the way, I hope you're doing well. Hi, Dr. Scott. Hey, Casey uh may whatever your name is now you (laughs) jerk um question uh devil's advocate question for all the people who say um you know or devil's advocate question to you about your we should vaccinate against all viruses and eliminate them which i'm in full favor of yeah but is there to play devil's advocate for that um most of the common colds are coronaviruses Right. Well, so just as an example, a good fraction of them. Is are. it better to have, you know, cumulative over your whole life?
4: Maybe. Uh oh.
6: natural them. antibodies that maybe just give your body a, a higher chance of dealing with. Yeah. Or does it really?
4: No, I know what he's saying, and he's right. That if we prevented people from getting. All the coronaviruses never being exposed to them when they were kids, then um, what would happen is as they get older, then they would be exposed to them when they don't have the immunity, when the immunity from whatever we treated them with wore off. And then they'll get sick as shit because we know adults get sicker with coronavirus mm-hmm. when the, if they're exposed to it the first time as adults. Yeah. So... What I'm proposing is that we just wipe them off the face of the earth like we did smallpox. Mm -hmm. And how do you do that with an endemic virus? I don't know. Um, It's going to require a Manhattan Project-style project to, uh, to do something like this. And we'll have to know a whole lot more than we know now. Now, we got rid of the... Uh, what, what was it, Yamato version of oh, the, influenza? the yeah. yeah. It's like the D strain. Yep. It's gone. Yep. And that's <clears> just <throat> from last year. That's from yep. social distancing they, and mask wearing. They really think that it's extinct, so yeah. good. Yeah. Go F yourself on that. I'm glad you're dead. And then the other one is smallpox. Good. Mm-hmm. We had a handle on measles, and then we screwed it up. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh i it, so it's going to take a a different kind of effort smallpox was easy um because there were no asymptomatic carriers oh okay i so, didn't know that yeah so so you could just identify everyone that had smallpox and the other benefit or the, the other thing in our favor on destru- killing smallpox was that the vaccine was very rapid. Okay. So if you found someone that had smallpox, you isolate them and then you you vaccinate everyone around them mm-hmm. so that the virus has got nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. It just stops in its tracks and you can you can do it you can stomp it out one case at a time. Wow. So you start off with max vaccinations. <clears throat> that gets the cases down to the point where you can start chasing single cases around. And then when you don't see it, you don't see it for a year, two years, ten years, it's dead. Mm -hmm. It's sitting in a lab somewhere. Some asshole will let it out again at some point. You know that that's the case. It's kind of scary. Well, you you hate to – I mean, people say, well, you hate to get rid of it. Maybe it will be useful for something. Well, what you could do is – kill all of the samples that we have and just have the dna we now can recreate it from just the DNA. we can recreate the dna strand Mm. so if we really need it for something we can still have it so that's pretty cool but uh yeah uh, that's different we have asymptomatic we know we have asymptomatic coronavirus carriers because that's where a lot of these outbreaks come from are people that didn't even know they had it and they're just spreading it around and uh so that'll be harder to do We'll have to come up with something different. Don't know. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. All right. but that's an excellent question, though. Yeah, very good.
2: All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully...
1: Hey, here's one for you.
6: Hey, Dr. Steve. It's John from Chicago. I haven't called in a while. That's well, the same hope guy. Hope you're doing great. Hey, John. Hey, John. Dr. Scott, hope you're doing good too, buddy. Super great. I uh, had a question for you. Um, so, as you get older, we all break down and become sad pumpkins and whatnot. Yeah, and no muscle-wise, shit. But yeah. uh, I was thinking from a muscle musculoskeletal perspective you know they say after working out you know when you're a healthy you know your 20s and 30s and 40s you eat protein or take different amino acids etc if you're trying to repair the body and blah 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 so do you need to take more as should you take more as you get older if you do continue to be active you know if you're one of those 90 year olds who's still hitting the gym or does it not matter would a normal load you know be still acceptable and you know you're musculature capability just kind of is what it is you can't well
4: a a couple of things about that human growth hormone Mm -hmm. helps to promote healing after exercise and we have less of that as we get older Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now does that am i advocating taking human growth hormone to uh improve that i am not but that might be one of the benefits of human growth hormone going forward what do you what do you have to say about this I think you used to be a coach. Yeah, and 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 I still
5: believe in exercise and and stretching and oh, yes. and well, that's a hot take. Yeah, you can't. You I can't, believe in exercise. You can't, you can't look at me and tell, but I really do. Yeah, but I I think I think the question is good. I think it's got a lot of moving parts. I think first of all, as we as a I don't if simple answer is I don't think changing a diet if what you're doing is working is a great idea. Some people's bodies that exercise they need a little bit higher load of carbs. Yeah. Some a little bit higher load of proteins and fats, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I think in the aging process, especially as we mature, we become much more comfortable in our bodies. Like right now, I've I've had to stop eating. And and you did too. You and I both have pretty much quit gluten's. Yeah, just because we just don't tolerate them very well. Right, we just right, don't right. metabolize you know. them well. We don't break them down. And I think as you as you as you do mature and you and you exercise, you you'll you'll figure that out if you're if you're doing that. I think there are some wonderful supplements, but I think as you age, we have to be a little more cautious with supplementation. Yeah, and um, but you know, like you were saying, the HGH is down, but other things have decreased. Um. Testosterone. Testosterone's decreased. The, the the pliability of bones decreases. Yes. The, the pliability of the tendons
4: decreases. Tell me about it. I ripped, muscles are, are <laughs> ripped both of my plantaris longus tendons yeah. in my in my leg. Yeah. Both of them. We're bad. Well, you, and, running. You know, so and, running and too, is stupid.
5: Well, it is. Running's bad. Yeah, that's a good way to get hurt. But you know, and even me, pretty good health. But and you know this about two weeks ago, I I, I was putting my dog in the car and reached funny and I tore a damn tendon in my shoulder and it's just because yeah it's just it's just not as the, there's not as much fluid there's not as much viscosity mm-hmm. inside the joint and um, i not as much pliability but you know
4: changing diets in a big way not so much i worked with uh richard david smith and his wife uh shatai who is mama sunra on on twitter okay and uh, check them out they make hyperphysics h y p e r f i z z i c s this is not a well, i mean it's a plug but it's not a paid promotion they did send us a uh, 12 or 24 pack of weird medicine branded hyperphysics and you're on here yeah it's a did good Did you see that it's a good like yeah it's got um a jivac on here it's got you, me, uh, P.A. shit. Yep. Oh, Dr. K is on here. You think and, it's Dr. Uh, K? Is it K or is it? Yeah, it's not It's not uh, Diane. <laughs> Diane. We changed it, oh, it to Diane Dr. later, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, Dr. Yeah. K. I see it now, yep. so, um, yeah. So, yeah, and then our old weird medicine logos. So that's pretty cool. So they make energy drinks. But I, I had talked to them a long time ago about making a pre- and post-exercise set of drinks. And the pre-exercise one would have arginine in it to increase blood flow to your muscles. Mm-hmm. And I used to give when when Liam was doing cross country, I did a lot of research trying to figure out how can how can I help him do better. Blood doping kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but some of it was <laughs> from, from, from elementary. When school, do you eat? Right. And, you know, when do you take a dump and stuff like that? Because he would puke every single time he would run by us at the end. He'd be covered in puke. Yeah. Poor thing. And uh, and then what do you do afterward? Mm -hmm. And the crazy thing was what I found was, although there were the studies on using things like arginine and things that increase nitric oxide that increase blood flow to muscles. Pro- probably will help an elite athlete mm-hmm. get a- another percentage point because mm-hmm. these elite athletes particularly like swimmers you're talking hundreds maybe hundreds even of thousands yep. of a second. Yep. and that makes a difference to them mm-hmm. you and me will yep. never notice the difference mm-hmm. carb loading mm-hmm. you and I would probably not notice the difference in carb loading for long distance running because we're not elite athletes right. so um, but what I found was the best thing after in all the research that I did the best thing I could find that wasn't some crazy concoction was chocolate milk wow you know (laughs) because it's got the carbs it's got the protein as long as you're not lactose intolerant and uh, you see things like muscle milk and stuff like that on the market but chocolate just plain old chocolate milk is probably uh, just as good as any of those so we really didn't pursue it although I do think that the pre-exercise thing still made sense arginine yeah yeah yeah, you know. I think
5: post post exercise, just lots and lots of hydration, like Elect- electrolytes and hydration. Yeah, and just to help you heal. I mean, that's what I do. Yeah. So. Yep.
4: Yep. Yeah. You can't uh, you can't run if you're just dry. No. So you have to be well hydrated because your body needs a lot of it's got fluid fluid <laughs> to do what it does. Got that fluid. Yeah. All right. Very good. Great. I, 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 and I. By the way, I did not see anything in my studies that showed that one supplement's better or more of one is better in people who are older, mm-hmm. but um you do want to make sure that you get your testosterone under control <clears throat> excuse me because if it's if it's low you're going to be weak, you're not going to perform well mm-hmm. It is performance enhancing if you bring it back to normal mm-hmm all right. If anybody's got any. And you don't heal as quickly, too, if you have broken yeah, yeah, things yeah. Up. So the HGH thing, I have seen some study on using it for uh, elderly people who have musculoskeletal injuries to speed healing. Talk to your doctor about it. Stu- you know, it's not really standard treatment yet. No. But I've seen some studies on it, and it looks reasonable that it looks so. Oh, shoot, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I All agree. right. Okay. Okie
6: Hey, Dr. Steve, this is Phil from Tampa. I'm calling a Um, follow-up. I called about the uh, homocysteine, and you told me about the MTHFR gene.
4: Yeah, so should we talk about that just real quick for people who don't listen every week? Sure. Uh, This guy had like a mini-stroke, and they couldn't find anything except his homocysteine level was elevated in his blood. And I said that I really had a feeling that he may have a genetic mutation called MTHFR and if you go back and look at our podcast, it's called UMTHFR <laughs> is the name of the podcast, so it looks like U yeah. <laughs> M um, uh it And you can detect that in your data if you look at your data dump on 23andMe, because that's how I found out I had it. Okay. And um, that way you don't have to do a bunch of expensive genetic testing. Uh, but anyway, so that's what he's calling about.
6: I want to let you know that I just sent out... Um... Put in the mail today in my box for twenty three andMe based on your suggestions. Okay, and I'd love to keep you up to speed. Uh, I don't know if calling the voicemail every time would be best or to email you. Yeah, uh, either one. Forget the email. I'm sorry, uh, but just let me know, and I'll get the results in a few weeks, and I'll let you know if I have that mutation.
4: Okay, okay yeah, that's cool, man. Uh, just definitely call us back, email me. If, if if you all don't know how to email us, just go to drsteve.com, com, click contact, and then ignore all the warnings. Those warnings are not for you. That's for everybody else who isn't a listener to this show that is trying to get free stuff off of us and stuff like that. Yep. All right. Okay. MTHFR. Mm. That's something. And um, folks who have MTHFR have to take uh, B12 and folate supplements that are different than everybody else because they can't absorb them. And that's where uh, the problem comes from. So mm. you have to take methylated. B twelve and methylated folic acid. Mm-hmm. When you do that, you can absorb them just fine. Works great. What about what about the injectable, the shots? You like them better than the? Yeah, no, that B. would be fine. That yeah, would be okay. fine. All right.
6: Here we go. Hey, Dr. Steve. Hey, this is Steve in New York. Hey, Steve. I have a question. I'm following the Elizabeth Holmes saga. Okay. And I'm wondering why, what, some blood tests, like a pro or a uh, glucose test, only requires a tiny Bit of blood, like it's just a little droplet, yeah. but other tests cannot be done with that amount of blood. You know, they is it everything that's in the blood. It's all microscopic, right? Right. So why do you need more than a droplet of blood, uh, blood which contains multiple, probably millions of?
4: Do you know what he's talking about? Because he's talking about the Thoranos case. Yes, I do. Okay, yeah. so uh, I haven't been following it very closely, but my understanding was is that. They claimed that they had a blood test that would do all kinds of stuff with just one drop of blood. Checking for all types of yep. cancers and diseases. Yep. yep. And so he's asking, how, why can't you do that? Yeah. And the answer for that is uh, sensitivity. Okay. So some of these tests have uh, results that are resulted out in nanograms per deciliter. Okay. Okay. So nanograms per deciliter. So a deciliter is a tenth of a liter. Okay. So it'd be a hundred milliliters, and a nanogram amount. Well, okay, so uh, you know what a two-liter bottle is, mm-hmm. take one twentieth of that. That's a hundred milliliters, mm-hmm. and uh, you're going to try to detect nanogram amounts in that. Okay. Now, decrease that by a thousand mm-hmm. in a drop, in a single drop, and you can't detect it anymore. Mm-hmm. You just can't. It's, it, it, it it has to do with the sensitivity of the lab instrument itself mm-hmm. they just need larger volumes than that and that was what they said that they had fixed mm-hmm. but they were it, telling a fib yeah
5: can i can i ask a question about yeah, that too and two if if you have too small of a sample you may not get all of the the little things floating around inside the, yeah i mean the, is, is that is that correct or is it inaccurate in other words you know, like well, again,
4: that's sort of the same thing as if you have something that's in nanogram mm-hmm. or deciliter that's amounts that tiny, and then right? you get it that small, there'll be a lot less of it in there. Mm-hmm. It's not even impossible that you could miss it, I that's guess. What I was, yeah, that's what I was wondering, it's, maybe I mean, possibly. I don't know. I mean, it, we're talking about – when you talk about jerking off mm-hmm. – and there's 250 million sperm cells that's in there, a, that's a or lot. whatever it is. Um, how many, it only out. takes one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it's hard to imagine that many uh, things could be in a yeah. volume that small. Let me get the number again, because maybe it's two million, but it's still it's it's more than a million. Yeah. Echo. How many sperm cells are in one ejaculation? See if she knows that.
1: Sorry, I'm not sure about that. Yeah,
4: I bet you're not. Uh-huh. Okay. Let's uh, let me just Google it. Carl from WATP loves this. How many sperm in an ejaculation? Okay, see, it's right there. There you go. Dummy. You're not the first person to Google it. oh no. <laughs> Okay, two and two and five milliliters of semen, and there's usually a hundred million sperm per mL. So I was right in the first place. Wow. Yeah, two two hundred two hundred and fifty million. Damn. And then if there's less than 20 million sperm per milliliter, they say that's a problem. Mm. But, but like Scott said, you only need one. Mm. Why isn't 20 million enough? <laughs> it <wasn't>.
0: Good God.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's wow.
0: hilarious. I <laughs> I Good Lord. I
6: okay.
4: All righty. Um, but that's the answer.
6: Cool. Oop. Charleston. Hey, man. Uh, I have a follow-up on uh, Lyme disease, tick-borne illnesses, and okay. the such. Yes. So we've got a bunch of dogs, and they are on tick-preventative oral medication. That is correct. Keeps ticks off them, keeps awesome off of them. Works pretty good. So for people who spend a lot of time in the woods hunting, you know, and hiking and camping and that kind of thing, couldn't we come up with some kind of oral medication for those people? Or maybe there already is one, and I'm not aware of it. Maybe there's some sort of massive problem with doing so. Hmm. Anyway, I feel like, you know, that would be a natural follow-up to the uh, wildlife diseases
4: episode. Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh, he was going to say it was awesome. Awesome. So thanks. Oh, yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, we'll let the kill masters know. Yeah, they would like to know. Yeah, we got a pretty good response to that one. If you want to hear the podcast version of that, just go back. It's called... You'll never go in the woods again, I think. was <laughs> the name of it. But um, here's the thing. If you go on Reddit and ask this question, you will get so many bullshit answers. Right. And they'll start talking about the flea collars. So there are people – I had friends that were in Desert Storm, and they would wear – uh, flea collars on their ankles for the sand fleas, mm. and it would burn their skin because sure. it's it's meant to go on hairy coats on coats, no, and not on coats. not on human skin. Yeah. And then other people say, well, organophosphates and all this stuff—they're poisons, and they'll build up, and a dog doesn't live as long, and it doesn't accumulate as much. And the thing is, is that these um, drugs that he's talking about. Uh, they're Floriloner and, a, a f- um, oh boy, a Afoxiloner. That's a Nexgard and Brevecto. And these things may also work in humans to kill off pests like mosquitoes that spread diseases like Zika and malaria. So they're actually studying it. Cool. And uh, so they tested these two drugs on disease-spreading mosquitoes and sand fleas found that the drugs were effective at killing off the insects that consume the compounds through samples of human blood. Using computer modeling, the researchers then estimated giving these I- isozaxaline drugs, about a third of the people living in areas prone to outbreaks of Zika would prevent 97% of infections.
3: Dang.
4: Now... I mean, it's pretty freaking dramatic. They need to test these things in humans, but apparently there's not a significant uh, reason not to. Let me see what it says here. When used in animals, the drugs kill off pests by harming the insect's nervous systems. If it proves proves safe and effective in humans, researchers suggest that when a disease-spreading bug bites a person taking the medication, the insect would die before they could bite another person. And a single oral dose of under 500 milligram would provide protection for 90 days. So you hmm. take it every three months hmm. if you're in an endemic area. Wow. And it would just kill kill the stupid bugs. It, it, it doesn't just let them live and then prevents you from getting it. And then sometimes you get sick because, you know, some of the malarial drugs make you sick. This kills the fucking things. Good. Wow. I'm all in favor of this. Yeah. That's incredible. K- just kill the shit out of them. Yeah. I hate mosquitoes yeah. and I hate viruses.
5: Do mosquitoes serve a purpose? A good purpose? No, I don't think so.
4: I've well, never. Heard- yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. They are bat food, and bats are good. Bats are good. Bats yeah. are cool. So they provide food for the 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 chain. But yeah. Yeah. them, they're part of the. The Sucking blood and then bjorking malarial organisms into our bloodstream, that does not do anybody. That does anyhow. not help us, though. No. I got bit. My friend Chuck Brady, he was uh, an astronaut, and uh, he wasn't at the time that we did this. We, we, we were going to do a ham radio tour down uh, the Haw River, and we were going to start in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and end up— in at Cape Fear and our wives were just going to go on down and meet us and they were going to have a big old time. Okay. And then meet us down there and they were going to spend a week at the beach. And we were doing this to call attention to the Haw River because it at the time was being endangered by a lake which is now Lake Jordan or Jordan Lake or something. And um, it, it was before the internet and before either one of us had any sense whatsoever because we built this giant raft okay. and we had a ham radio we had food we had coolers we had tents we had all this stuff and we get about two miles down <laughs> the river and there's a fucking dam oh, no. Ooh, uh, where did this come from and the first dam we got around the second dam there was no getting around it and mm-hmm. we didn't want to portage our crap all the way around we knew we were screwed we had really messed up yeah. So we ended up camping in the middle of nowhere. There's no road. There's nothing. It's just land and river. And uh, we found a little clearing, and we set our stuff up. And I got st- bit by so many mosquitoes. Uh, I mean, my face was puffy. Uh, I started feeling febrile. I mean, I was getting sick. Mm-hmm. From just the um, whatever you know, the the reaction to their saliva that causes the itching and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And Chuck and I both, and we were like, if if there's one mosquito here with malaria, we're getting malaria today. But there wasn't. We didn't get anything, far as we know. Wow. Of course, part of it may have been all the DDT in my (laughs) in my fat layer, because when I was a kid, we used to get behind the DDT trucks and run through the smoke. I remember the smell. I like the smell of the smoke. We'd run behind it for blocks. Oh my god! The thing's just blowing. In that wild. Yes, DDT out. Unbelievable. In that some did. sort of petroleum fog is yep. what it was. Yep, unbelievable. So, and when so, you assholes who talk about this, this treatment will get rid of toxins. If you can get rid of the DDT in my <laughs> in my subcutaneous fat, then I'll believe it. We should be able to test it before and after. It's still there,
5: (laughs) from what I I understand.
4: Yeah, I guarantee it. And we'll test it before and after. And if there's less of it after, then I will buy whatever your stupid toxin thing is. And I won't even call it stupid after that. Yeah, you will. No, I won't. Now, if it works. (laughs) All right. So anyway, they are studying this. Okay. Um, And uh, those two drugs particularly now, do not take these on your own. They're just stages of planning phase one study in healthy volunteers. So do not take this shit on your own. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. That was
0: 2018. <laughs> oh,
4: God. I'm the Okay. <laughs> Hang on. So let's, let's, Dr. Scott. Yeah. Let's look. i am ai am <laughs> I'm an idiot. Let's look up uh for humans and see if those studies were are complete. Z- I am so glad you didn't make me read
5: that word because you'd be you'd be wearing <laughs> me, you would be wearing me out right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: hillbilly. I, I am, um, hillbilly language. I am um submitting your attempt at pronouncing Balanitis <laughs> to uh Carl for a cringe of the weed <laughs> okay. it was it was pretty horrible, okay, let's see here. the investigators found that this class is effective against sand fly and mosquito species that feed on humans, okay well, all right, so looks like um not not complete yet, but uh they're working on it, so cool, yeah. Yep. So do not take these drugs. If you have them for your pet, I'm just telling you, don't no. take them until the no. phase three studies are done. No. Okay. No. You got to show efficacy and you got to show safety. All right. Jesus. Yeah. I was you got to replicate. Okay. This is one for you. Oh, I want to do this one. Now, this is Stacy DeLoach. He's allowed to uh, say this on our show.
3: Hang on. Well, I want to no. thank you. And Stacy, I miss you. Well, thank you run something you real quick. Real good friend of mine introduced me to an organization years ago called the Bat Cole Foundation, B A T C O L E. And it's about children with pediatric cancer. The young man that the foundation is named after would have been eighteen years old had he not passed away from pediatric cancer. Okay. But his family has come up with a wonderful thing. Okay. Because they're still very interactive with pediatric hospitals and oncology organizations so they've come up with a wish list on amazon and i'm hoping that you'll attach the show notes in the show notes the amazon link and what they've got on there is just a list of toys that their hospital needs or their organization needs or would like to have to supply to other pediatric hospitals okay some of them are just dirt cheap. I mean, it's as low as $6, and it doesn't cost you anything other than just buying the toys. Yeah. Down at the bottom, you need to add their organizational link to your address book, and then Amazon will take care of shipping any of the toys that you pick off of their wish list straight to the Batco Foundation. Yeah. So, okay. Great organization, something that really helps little kids. Yeah. And then just. Google the Bat-Cole Foundation. It's really, really
4: amazing. Okay, thank you. Thanks, man. Um, Yes. so here we go. Um, I'm looking. It's Bat-Cole Foundation. That's all one word. B-A-T-C-O-L-E Foundation slash donate. And I'm going to uh, Amazon. So if you do Amazon, when you buy something, uh, it'll donate money to them. Well, hell, we want you using Amazon.com stuff. Dr. Steve. <laughs> but <laughs> let me see there was oh okay, Amazon wish list. Okay. So what you want to do is go down to um uh the Bat Cole Foundation, go down to the Band-Aid wish list and it has all kinds of bandages and stuff like that. Plus then you can look at other things. I bought a bunch of toys and things like that. And if you look uh, look, look Doctor Scott. Sure. Just while I'm doing this, go to Amazon and look. See if you can look up wish lists and just look up Bat Cole Foundation. Sure. It's B A T C O L E Foundation. And I'm just kidding. If you want to use their smile. Amazon. Com link instead of ours, that's fine. It's a better thing anyway. But um, but using their Amazon wish list, I bought a bunch of toys and stuff and just. Uh, They just ship them to them, and they take care of it. And when you do that, it's not like someone's taking 10% off the top of the toys. You know, they they got nothing. They can't use them for anything. I, I know a lot of people, when they make a donation somewhere, they're worried that a lot of it's going to administrative fees and things. And when you send toys to an organization like this, they can't take a cut of it. I guess unless they return some of them, but they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Check out the Bat-Cole Foundation. I think that's awesome. We only have about a minute left, and someone's got a cervical radiculopathy, and they okay. need to ask you more. Let's do it Yeah. Miss okay. you, all. Oh, no. But oh.
3: I've been dealing with arthritis in, in my neck, upper part of my spinal cord, for about four years, and it's... The last three or four months, it has just progressively gotten worse. Now it's down between my shoulder blades. It kind of falls. Okay,
4: so we're almost out of time. Tell him in 30 seconds what he should do. Oh, well, <laughs> stop doing whatever is making it hurt, number one. <laughs>
5: <laughs> number two, ice. <laughs> ice, ice, baby.
4: Okay. What about cervical traction? Yeah, you, you can do. You can do cervical traction. Do you traction. believe in that? I,
5: I do, but it has to be very gentle. it under, gentle, a, very do it under gentle. a
4: doctor's or very gently. Yeah, healthcare
5: provider supervision. Yeah, physical, including physical therapy. Physical therapy. Yeah, yeah, and, and certainly we can do interventional stuff: acupuncture, epidurals, facet joint injections, cupping. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things
4: we can do to treat this. Just go. Sure. S- it's something we treat every day. All. Yeah. Yes. Time. Of course. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. can fix it. Okay. This is one of those. Um, We can go more. Was that Johnny Fairplay used to say? Your show is just you just tell everybody go see their doctor. In this case, yes. Yeah. We're just going to tell you to go see your doctor. All right. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) What do you think we're going to (laughs) say? Okay. Well, let's do a couple more questions before we get out of here. You had one from the from the chat room, I believe. Yeah. From from love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. it. Well, I don't know if I love it or
6: not.
5: (laughs) Love it. It's a good question. Uh, what's the difference between the cold and the
4: omnivirus cold? Yeah, the om- Omicron. I would, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yep. So Omicron is a variant of SARS-CoV-2 because it has some genetic material in common with that virus, but it also has some genetic material of the quote-unquote common cold, which we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier in the show. That's just a a term, a bucket term for all kinds of viruses that cause a mild upper respiratory infection Mm -hmm. that's viral. So uh, we have influenza. Flu-like illness causes fever, headache, um, cough, and uh, sore throat and those kinds of things. It causes a viral tracheobronchitis. And that's pretty distinctive. So when you see somebody with a fever in during flu season, first thing you're going to think of is influenza. At least it was the first thing that you would think of. Now it's more likely we're going to think COVID, or, or and now we're starting to test for other things too. Yeah. So when people come in with flu-like illness, where we now call it COVID-like illness. We test mm-hmm. them for COVID. We test them for respiratory syncytial virus and two kinds of influenza. Gotcha. Now, uh, but the common cold is sort of like influenza. It can cause a sore throat. It causes cause a cough, make you feel crummy. Usually, you don't have a fever with it. Mm-hmm. And these are caused normally by adenoviruses. There are rhinoviruses. Uh, coronaviruses can cause them as well. And the dirty little secret about this is, is that about 10,000 people a year in this country, more or less, will die from... Quote unquote atypical pneumonia, which we know back in the past was probably coronavirus, mm-hmm. uh, but we didn't test for it because there weren't enough people and you just there wasn't anything you could do about it. So, uh, the people those people just died undiagnosed and they on their death certificate would say, un, atypical pneumonia, probably viral pathology or, or etiology, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Well, now. All of a sudden, we care mm-hmm. about these coronavirus infections. And yeah. so we will be testing for those now. And we can see how many quote-unquote common cold viruses uh, cause 80-year-old people to die. Because mm-hmm. it usually it was usually the elderly or the immu- otherwise immunocompromised well. that would die from those atypical pneumonias. Not always, though. Mm-hmm. so. So, uh, yeah, so this uh, Omicron, we'll see. We don't know enough about it yet to know uh, how virulent it is. We know it's pretty transmissible. Hopefully, what I'm hoping is, is that it is more transmissible than Delta, but has uh, less chances of putting you in the hospital. If that's the case, this thing is kind of will be over just by its through natural selection. Right if it's more transmissible, if it's less transmissible then Delta, is still going to reign supreme for a while. All right? Crazy. that yeah. help? Sounds good, guys. Okay. So let's get this person's question in. I thought this one was kind of cool. Yeah.
5: Hey, Dr. Steve. hope you're well. Hey, I am, man. Oh, it's great to hear. Yeah, thanks. Hey, uh, nobody wants to listen to that uh, Philip Glass or Kyle Glass or whatever twiddly didly
6: jazz crap.
4: Uh, I beg to differ, my friend. What we were talking about was circular breathing, and I said that Philip Glass's Glassworks Works. Uh, the second song on that album is a good example of people who were using circular breathing to play forever, oh, it seems like, mm-hmm. without ever taking—seeming uh, like they're taking a breath. They certainly didn't pause. Now, my son's saxophone teacher played in the Philip Glass Quartet, and he talked about this circular breathing business that they had to learn, and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and basically— you say, well, how can you breathe in and breathe out at the same time? Well, you can't. But what you can do is you can store up some air in your upper airway and f- use accessory muscles to blow it out while you're breathing in through your nose. Mm-hmm. So let's finish with this guy's
3: because <laughs> I disagree.
4: I love Philip Glass
6: music. Uh, check out Sean Lone Shorty. He does that circular breathing. And, uh, you know, he's from this millennia. Uh, <laughs>
4: okay. So there you go. All right, so let's check out trombone shorty doing circular breathing. Okay, right there, I'm seeing him take breaths. So let me go further into this. Okay, it says from the two thirty mark to pass the five mark. Okay, so I'm not there yet. Hang on, sorry. Cause he I'm watching him take breaths there. Okay, so I'm at two thirty, let's see. Now he's doing it. That's amazing. I swear it's not. A, I'm not playing a loop. And when you watch him do it, you can see how he's doing it. But you and I could not do this. Yeah. Wow! I've
5: seen him do this live. But I didn't realize that's that's he was amazing. Yeah. He's still going. Yeah, I, I've seen. I've Old seen. trombone, trombone shorty. Good I've plan. seen him do this. Um, he played in the. Uh, festival one time we were at with widespread panic. Oh yeah, and he was playing with those guys, and and you just know he's doing something crazy. But you know if you've, it's, it, it, it sounds kinda,
4: like he's on a loop. It was like it was kind of late in the evening, and it was yeah.
5: kind of hard to differentiate and figure out exactly what he's doing. But it's it's, it's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. We may have been slightly impaired. That is really cool <laughs> as hell. Yeah, it's pretty
4: awesome. He's talented. Right.
5: He's talented.
4: Well, listen, thanks always go to Dr. Scott. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Charsky, Chowdy 1008, Eric Nagel, the Port Charlotte whore, the Saratoga Skank. The Florida Floozy, Roland Campos, Sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, She Who Owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, uh, Amanda Swan, uh, Holly from the Gulf, Christopher Watkins, Double, Steve Tucci, The Great Rob Bartlett, Vic's Nether Fluids, uh, Cardiff Electric, Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, The Inimitable, Vincent Paulino, Eric Zane, Bernie and Sid, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron and Bennington, and of course, our dear departed friend, Fez Watley, who supported the show has never gone unappreciated. We also can't forget Sean and Love It and um, Not Cupcakes <laughs> and Talk Like a Hick to You. Yes. That's our friend Amy from, from KY. Uh, whose support of this show It's never gone unappreciated as well. Listen to our Sirius XM show on the Faction Talk channel, Sirius Channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, On Demand, and other times at Jim McClure's Pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners, particularly Amanda Swan, whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules, podcasts, and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps, quit smoking, get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.
5: Thank you guys.